What is up? Welcome on in. This is Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We have got a great show ahead of us today. A lot to talk about. Of course, uh, more LeBron news out there. Kawhi Leonard requesting a trade. We got a lot of stuff to get to with the, and of course, with the Astros snapping their win streak. But first off, we are so honored to welcome in head coach and GM of the Houston Galaxy. Coach Sherry Montgomery, thank you so much for coming on with us. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Oh, man, this is awesome. So you guys just got done. We talked about it last week. Your first game was coming up last Saturday. Of course, had a tough loss to the defending champs, the Dallas Lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, never easy, of course, to uh, lose the first game of the year. But, I mean, getting it back on the court, how did it feel to be out there? And, of course, how do you guys feel about moving forward in this? Well, we're excited. Yeah, that was a tough loss, but I think – first game so we were checking ourselves out getting to know each other um, and kind of seeing where we stood against Dallas which will rematch them this coming Sunday so I'm excited to face them again we got film on them so we broke them down and we're ready that's awesome yeah same here Will um it was exciting to see how we played together like when I went into the game I knew like before we started I was like man this is going to be a great game this is going to expose us strengths and weaknesses so this gives us a chance to like really see where we are and how we can get better and honestly like the score I was telling uh my teammates and coach I don't think the score actually reflected how the game actually went so I mean we fixed a little things and you know worked that out and we'll be fine absolutely yeah and I actually noticed of course in the box score uh in the first and third quarters y'all actually tied him in the first quarter in the third quarter y'all outscored him I think 20 to 19 so uh you know it definitely seems like at times y'all were able to compete with them and I'm sure there's nowhere to go from up here on this one but I do want to backtrack a little bit of course uh this is your first year coach as uh, coach and GM of the Houston Galaxy there's a fantastic article in the Houston Chronicle Mm -hmm. um and the most interesting and most obvious thing to come out of this is that this team is in the truest sense of the word a sisterhood because you or your sister Florine Craig is actually the owner of the team so coach tell us a little bit about how this all came to be with you being the head coach and her owning the galaxy yeah well she's friends with the commissioner Janelle Burst and so they worked out the same gym and then uh, Janelle approached her about buying the team and so she thought about it she's like yeah I think it'd be a great idea to buy the team and then called me in October and she's like, hey, you want to coach a team? I'm like, what? Sure, let's do it. Uh, and then so met with Janelle and her. And then Janelle said, you know, you want to be the GM too? And I was like, yeah, if I could choose my own players and break them down and all that great stuff, I'm in. So uh-huh. just I love coaching. I've been doing it 16-plus years. So to have this opportunity is great. Um, and to have players like Trina, that's even awesome. better. That is awesome. Yeah, and I, I was I was going to get to that, of course, uh, you know, you being coaching. Uh, you started off, of course, at your alma mater, Bay Area Christian, mm-hmm. which is actually my alma mater as well, <laughs> um, before going on to Concordia University in Nebraska. But I wanted to ask you, so was coaching always a dream of yours? Did you always want to get into that? Or what really brought that dream to fruition? Yeah, well, basketball has always been part of my life. Sports has. My mom um, coached us some in AAU and so forth. Um, and then – just fell in love with it, took college um, classes uh, of basketball and fell in love with the game more. Um, I love ministry, so I love outreach and youth and all of that stuff. And then just kind of was led into coaching, started at 20, and wow. then just took off. That's awesome, Coach. You were fairly young. I was starting young. Out, out I was a young cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 20 years old, already in coaching. That's awesome. So, yeah. of course, you've got a lot of experience through the years. Um, that being said, uh, of course, first home game is going to be tomorrow for the Houston Galaxy mm-hmm. at the Paraline Rec Center. Uh, going to be facing San Antonio at 4 o'clock. And then on Sunday, uh, i got a rematch with those, def- those defending champions on that one. So that being said, of course, all fans should go out there. Paraline Rec Center, $10 set for entry. 
what should we expect to see with this Houston Galaxy? What's your coaching philosophy? What's this team going to look like? Um, well, we changed up some stuff. We were doing some more set plays. Now we're going to do more motion, so um, we get a lot of activeness on offense. But we are a tenacious team on defense, uh, and we're a transitional team as well um, going into our offense. So you hope to see a fast-paced game. Um, Lots of, I'm going to stress rebounding because going back and watching that <laughs> film, uh, we didn't rebound too well um, and better shooting. I mean, if you looked at our percentages against Dallas, we were actually better across the board on all our shooting percentages. Really? We just didn't shoot enough. So they shot 65. We shot 43 shots total. Mm -hmm. So. You're going to lose the game yeah. if you only shoot 43. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, that being said, it sounds like, yeah, of course, you guys play a fast-paced brand of basketball. So then I'll kind of ask you, Trina, on this one, what have practice has been like? I'm sure that I can't – Man, mean, let I, me tell you. Man, we've been, practicing, <laughs> we've been practicing for about a couple of months. Man, it's been it's been really fun. It's been great to see how you play with, you know, your new teammates. It's great to see how coach reacts and responds and makes adjustments and, you know, how we make adjustments along the way. Um, practices, man, we really – we really been trying to gain our chemistry, so of course you're gonna have like you know some mm -hmm. some misunderstandings here mm -hmm. and there. But that I think that comes along with the process of great teams and teams is really trying to find their way when they're new. Wow, yeah. absolutely, yeah. So just a lot of stuff. So that being said, yeah, of course you said that you guys are you know planning to be a tenacious defending team on that one. Uh, so that being said, I mean I'm sure that's one of your strengths. I mean, are there any other things that you guys highlight or that you really focus on as far as what you want your strengths to be throughout the year? I Go think honestly. Um, in the first game, we were a little tense because we mm -hmm. were trying to figure each other out. I think you're going to see like us having a little bit more fun in mm -hmm. this in this weekend, and then we'll we're definitely going to play harder. I think we feed off each other. We have this one crazy girl. Her name is Kwai. That's, <laughs> that's my girl, though. I love her. But she has yeah. like the most energy on our team, and I love it. And I think everybody like feeds off of each other. So when we're up, we're up. Mm -hmm. And you know, like I think it's just going to take us to all stay locked in together and just go out there and have fun. Absolutely, yeah, that's fantastic. And of course, yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, again, first game going to be tomorrow, Saturday at home. Uh, so that being said, you know, this the league, the WMLBA, uh, this uh, section is composed of four teams on that one. Uh, you guys have already seen the defending champions. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen a little bit of film on some of the other teams. That being said, who do you guys kind of expect to be the biggest competition? Those defending champs in Dallas or... I mean, I think I think Dallas. We haven't seen Fort Worth play yet. They're new to the mm -hmm. league. Um, so we're waiting on film for them. So... That's going to be our surprise team, I feel mm -hmm. like. Um, but definitely Dallas. They're they're strong all around. But like I said, I feel like we could we can beat them. Absolutely. Yeah, same here, Will. I think that it'll be Dallas for the simple fact that they, that they are defending champs. And some teams, what they do is when they go into the season, it's like looking at the Cleveland Cavs. Like, I don't know. I don't care about the name on your chest. I'm going to go out there and play hard. Mm -hmm. And I, I think me and my teammates all have that mindset. So, It'll be Dallas, and we, we're already talking about, uh -huh. okay, we'll see them. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll continue to see them, so we're mm -hmm. going to continue to get better. That's right, and I, I texted you asking about the game and everything, and the first thing, or one of the first things that you said was, you know, we're we're a better team than them, and we're going to see them again in the championship. So I love the confidence there. I'm sure yeah. you guys are going to get there. I do have to ask you, Coach. Okay, Trina's been here for quite some time, so I want to ask you, what was it like when you first watched her play? Uh, what is it like seeing her on the court? Just give us a little a little bit of insight into watching Trina play basketball. Oh God, here comes <laughs> here comes the truth. No, <laughs> no, I loved when we had our free agent tryout. Uh -huh. She came. 
game. And I really liked her. All my coaches liked her. Um, her IQ of the court is very broad um, and, and it runs very deep. You can tell she's been doing this a long time. And that's the thing I really took to. She was very vocal, which I love. She was helping players during free agent tryouts, talking to them like, I saw this, so next time cut this away and do this. Um, and then it came time to make decisions. And my one spots were taken. I was like, uh -huh. ah, but I really like Trina. Like my spirit wasn't at rest and I had to put her on reserves and then I don't know two weeks probably a week or something <laughs> went by and my, I just was like I wasn't satisfied like I was like I gotta have her if I can get her to that two spot so I remember I was like hey can you play a two spot she's like yeah I can do one and two I actually play two in college I was like perfect I mean that solidified her but she's a great asset to our team just in all around aspects her positivity she brings the IQ her skill level, obviously, wow. and just the relationship she's able to build with those other players is wow. key. That's awesome. All right, now I'm going to flip the question around on you. What was your What was your first experience with her as a coach, and how? Of course, I'm sure you have to be a little careful. Now, <laughs> no, play, but... shoot me straight. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, actually, when I first, like she said, when I first went to the free agent camp, um, I, first of all, I had no intentions on going. Um, like I said, really? this goes back to last year. Um, I, I played one game with the Galaxy, and I wasn't in my right mind because, like I said, my dad had that massive heart attack, and I just was not here. And so <laughs> when I walked in, I, I was shocked. I was like, okay, these are not the coaches and owners. And, <laughs> and when I saw Coach, I, I was like, man, she looked like she used to be a great basketball player, right? <laughs> But again, here again, over time, um, just getting a chance to, you know, be playing under coach. I see that, man, she's a great coach. She she understands her players. She's like a player's coach. Like, she's going to ask those questions, and she wants to make adjustments. She wants to help us win. She wants to help us get better. She wants to help us go somewhere. And so, like, for me, that stands out a lot when you have a coach that's actually willing to work with the players and, you know, just see Absolutely, what, yeah. how can I help you get in the best position to help us all out. And Absolutely. so she's all about that. So that's that's been key. Wow. Well, need feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, needless to say, I am so excited, of course, to watch you guys. Uh, again, the first game at home is going to be tomorrow, 4 o'clock at the Paraland Rec Center against San Antonio. And then the game that everybody should be at is on Sunday against those mm -hmm. defending Dallas Lightning. Uh, of course, it's going to be it's going to be an amazing year. I was telling her in the past, I know this team was here last year, but it's just so exciting to get some professional women's basketball back in the city of the Houston. So we are so excited, of mm -hmm. course, for, uh, for you guys to be back in action tomorrow. Uh, that being said, of course, coming up in a little bit, we're going to be talking a little bit more about basketball. Coach, you're going to stick around, talk with uh, talk a little uh, oh, LeBron James, Rockets with us and all that one. So make sure you stay tuned. Again, just want to reemphasize, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, everybody make sure they're at the Pearland Rec Center uh, for that game one, uh, game one, a home game for <laughs> uh, the Galaxy. Oh, man, I'm messing up already. But stick with us. You're listening to Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina on Vinyl Draft Radio. Welcome back on in. This is Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Hope everybody out there is having a great Friday. Uh, of course, we're so honored to be uh, joined by the head coach and GM of the Houston Galaxy, uh, Coach Sherry Montgomery. Again, thank you so much for joining mm -hmm. us today. This is a thank fantastic, you, awesome yeah. treat. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, of course, uh, as we highlighted in the first segment, uh, you guys coming off your first game last Saturday, uh, first home game again. I don't even think I asked you guys. You guys, I'm sure you guys, you got a little uh, jitters. You guys excited at all for for this uh, for this first home game? I think I'm pumped. Uh, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. like more pumped than than jitters because I'm excited. Like I'm excited to see you know what our fan base will look like. Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah. Well, hey, I'll tell you at least it's going to be one deep with uh, with me here. So every, again, yeah, everybody needs to make sure. Uh, I also forgot to mention, uh, Coach, you were telling us that uh, there's actually going to be a special tomorrow morning on ABC 13, uh, giving a little, uh, talking a little bit about the Houston Galaxy. So everybody needs to make sure and turn tune into that. So uh, going to be fantastic. But. Uh, you guys, of course, hoping to get to that championship. Another team really hoping to get to that championship, of course, is those Houston Rockets. Uh, we've been kind of talking about them in the last weeks. Coach, yeah, from a coaching perspective, I, I got to ask, what did you see in those last couple games when the Rockets fell apart against the Warriors? Well, CP3 got injured, but uh, you can't put it all on CP3 because we had to make our shots. You mm-hmm. know? And what Harden went, what, zero for 22? Something, yeah. And then we, the just, whole team, oh, 26 from three. Yeah, oh. it was, we just hit a slump at the wrong time, I think. Yeah. Uh, man, it was just so painful to watch. Me, and, yeah, we were so excited in here going in, of course, when they were up 3 2 and just heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. But now everybody's sick of the Warriors, right? So we just got to, we got to, Rockets got to make sure and uh, ace this offseason so they can get back we to do. where they were. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. And you know, Curry, Aisha Curry wants to open up a barbecue. I was going to get to that. No, Did you guys see it? Oh, my goodness. Go ahead. So you saw what happened with I, all this? Well, I just know that Rocket fans are trolling her, and I'm like, why are you going to come down our territory? Exactly. That's yeah. like rubbing it in our face. That's yes. what I feel like. It oh. is. And, and sadly, they're already, like, booing her out of here. Yes, they really are. Yeah, in case anybody out there wasn't aware, yeah. So Aisha Curry, wife of Steph Curry, uh, decided to open up a restaurant in all of places, opens it up in Houston. So the restaurant hasn't even opened up yet, and her Yelp, the Yelp review board for her restaurant has basically Terrible. turned into just this Warriors Poor versus fan. Rockets fans. It's five star yeah. versus one star, of yeah. course. Rockets going on there, just posting, saying stuff like oh, the best one that I saw on there was something along the lines of, uh, "If you, uh, be careful, you're going to find Steph Curry's mouthpiece in your food oh, or something oh like my that." My gosh. Oh, uh, but that being said, yeah, I think it was just, it's just a little disrespectful to come down here, especially yeah. after they beat us. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll see. Of course, uh, the Rockets do have a lot on their plate this offseason. Uh, Coach, we, me and Trina have kind of talked about this. Um, you know, CP3, of course, almost led this Rockets to the finals. Um, but it looks like now he wants to uh, – he's demanding, or not demanding, but is requesting a max contract. And we've kind of been ca- talking about this. Uh, basically, Chris Paul will be paid almost $48 million when he's 38 mm-hmm. years old if he does get that max contract. And so, what do you think about that? Do you think Chris Paul deserves this max contract? Do we need him that much to, you know, yeah. of course, pay him that much money when it's, he's that old? Mm-hmm. It's five year, two hundred one million. Five, five oh. years, two hundred, yeah, two hundred one million dollars. Yeah. Oh, my thing is, is like, is he near his end of time mm-hmm. on the court? And he's getting that hamstring is just keeps getting injured. So mm-hmm. the probability of that happening again, I think, is really high chances because once right. you injure it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it, if it's worth for it. It's a gamble because you got a chance him getting hurt again, and mm-hmm. that's what we need him in the playoffs. I feel like our Texas theme is or our Houston theme is we just get injured. So mm-hmm. then it's yep. choke of, city on or, all yeah. our sports besides Astros. But the thing, so that's the thing we got to look at. Like, is there somebody else that can take his role? Mm-hmm. Out Absolutely. There? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you saw the the Rockets last night. Uh, you know, the draft. I, d- I don't think what it had as much as much star power as it had last year with guys like Lonzo Ball. But the Rockets did go out there in the uh, early second round. They drafted a point guard uh, out of USC, uh, DeAnthony Melton. So. Uh, you know, you might see them starting to try and get other guys in there to account for, you know, when Chris mm-hmm. Paul gets hurt. 
because uh, at this That's point, it's, we yeah. And it, I, yeah. I said that when Chris Paul went out because it's like, man, okay, we converted James Harden to a point guard. Then we moved him back to the two. And, mm-hmm. like, just having him out there trying to be the primary ball handler with Eric Gordon, it just was not working. Because mm-hmm. Eric Gordon wants, really wants to just spot up and shoot. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And, I mean, you kind of look at it on, on paper. Uh, of course, CP3 is a, fr- a free agent. Uh, Clint Capella is a free mm-hmm. agent. The Rockets have a lot to do this offseason. Uh, it already appears that they're shopping uh, Eric Gordon maybe to free up some cap space on top mm-hmm. of that. Another interesting thing that came out is that Trevor Ariza, the Rockets' small forward, yep, yep, first off, yep, wants to go to the Warriors and is demanding 50 to $60 million. No. Really? Trevor, uh, yeah, 50 to no. $60 million oh, contract. Mm. I'm not giving him that because he smoked the whole layup <laughs> in the game. Like, yes. no, you're 6'7". You should be mm-hmm. dunking the yep. ball, like, period. Oh, no if ends or buts about it. He missed a wide open layup. You should be dunking it. And I'm not giving him 50 to, you know, 60 million. Mm-hmm. He's key. But P.J. Tucker showed that he was a more important role. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Being undersized and defending and uh, getting rebounds and doing the mm-hmm. little things that Trevor Reza used to do is really showing that P.J. Tucker really deserves that. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, I mean, I, I said it throughout this. P.J. Tucker, I mean, he it's hard to watch the Rockets and not say that that's your favorite player on the mm-hmm. court. I mean, just the hustle. I mean, from a coaching perspective, what's it like when you see a guy like that on a professional level just going out there who's 6'6", Three inches smaller than than the guys around him, and he's going up and getting 15, 16 rebounds yeah, a game. I, I love it because he's not intimidated by size. He's going to go out there and, and get it done. Like mm-hmm. Tucker, I think Tucker and Gordon were focused that last mm-hmm. game, and they wanted it. They wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm reminded of like Beverly back in the day. Yes. I love yeah. me some oh, Beverly, and yes. I was sad he had to go. But those are the I love yeah. the scrappiness, uh-huh. the tenacity of those players. Mm-hmm. Pat Bev defends 94 feet. We oh, he does. That's right. <laughs> we want him back. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm with. Yeah, of course. But he was actually on. They were doing a uh, draft special on ESPN2 where it was basically they kept uh, funneling in this panel, kept funneling in uh, current NBA players. Pat Beverly was actually on it. He had some, he was pretty entertaining talking about how he's still, of course, mad at the Rockets for, for trading him, yeah. but, which yeah. is kind of understandable on that one. But he's, he's a very likable guy, especially, I mean, the city of Houston, I feel like, just really, really mm-hmm. took to this guy because of his hustle and everything. But. Uh, yeah, that being said, of course, P.J. Tucker, uh, going back to that, I did see one interesting thing on this one. I don't know if you guys saw it, but apparently throughout the year, he came out and said that he spent over $200,000 on sneakers. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, ridiculous. I, I mean, oh. he's been doing that for a while. I mean, that's what he do. I mean, you can't really knock somebody for doing something that mm-hmm. they love to do, especially if they got the money to do it. So Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't spend that much money on shoes, but I mean... When you're living in the moment and you're living like they're living, you're not really going to get She's going to get dusty. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. 200000 That's just no, that's beyond me. But, uh, yeah, going back, of course, yeah, the Rockets really need to ace this offseason. Uh, you know, we'll get to it in a little bit. Of course, the, the big free agent name that everybody wants to know about is LeBron James and whether or not the Houston Rockets are in play for that. But, I don't know. I just think I think before we get focused on LeBron James, there's just so much that we need to do to lock up this mm-hmm. roster. Because I mean, they were on the verge they were on the verge of advancing to the mm-hmm. finals yeah. without you know without uh, of course LeBron James on their team. And I don't know. I personally I don't know about you guys, but I personally believe if Chris Paul plays Game Six or Game mm-hmm. Seven, we I mean, easily go to the finals. Go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hands down. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah in that in that Western Conference Finals, it just seemed like once Chris Paul went out, it, they just didn't have another ball handler on the court other mm-hmm. than James Harden. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I don't know. If, you know, of course, you guys are way way more familiar with the game than I am. But it just seemed like 
Harden just wasn't prepared to be that primary mm-hmm. guy, and it's, that's why we have to get Chris Paul back, I think. I wouldn't say he wasn't necessarily prepared to be that guy, but, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good guy. He's a good player, but when you dribble all the way to the last two seconds of the shot clock and then pass it off and mm-hmm. expect somebody to shoot, you're not going to win. Yeah. Mm-mm. Too much dribbling. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it'll, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see what turns out. I it di- I did uh, want to say this. Of course, Chris Paul came out this week, or some, a report came out saying that Chris Paul is pretty much a lock to return with the Rockets. So it appears whether or not he takes a pay cut or not, the Rockets are prepared to pay him the max money if that is the case. And then on top of that, you know, guy we kind of touched on, Clint Capella. That's another guy that's, uh, you know, a free agent right there. We and need I mean, to lock him down. Yeah. Yes. I think he could be the best center in yeah. NBA. Really? We can't lose him. Really? If we don't lock him down right now, Phoenix Phoenix really wants him. Yes. Phoenix wants Clint Capella so bad. Like, they're willing to pay him a max contract. That's exactly right. Yeah, I saw that. That it, Basically, like a four-year, $109 million <laughs> contract. Uh, it looks like, the as well, um, the Mavericks are going to be in the mix, and we have a history of restricted free agents with the with the Mavericks. Chandler, Par- yeah, Chandler Parsons Dallas. a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I know, right? Come on. Ugh. Whatever. Dallas steals all of our players. <laughs> yes, they do. The yes, last they one do. was Chandler Parsons? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which that actually kind of turned out in the favor of the Rockets. He, Chandler Parsons yep. got hurt. Uh, Rockets got Trevor Ariza at a bargain at, instead of Chandler Parsons, so it kind of worked out. But yeah, Dallas definitely does have a history. But I want to ask you, you said that he has the ability to be one of the best centers, if not the best center. So what is it that you see in Clint Capella's game that really sets him apart from other guys? I just think his ability, um, uh, you know, Lajuan's been working with him, so he's getting a lot of his moves down. But just he hustles well. He's got mm-hmm. speed for a center, and um, his moves you know he can do short range and then go in um and then he plays well with the other guards and and does that give and go on the slip of mm-hmm. the post um and his ability to to defend absolutely. i mean he's getting some great blocks up mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah i mean i the thing i noticed from him that was really impressive especially in, in the warrior series because i was kind of yeah one. defending Defend the on, yes exactly on the perimeter yeah. it was like he was he was hanging with these guys on there. I mean, of course, I don't. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't. You know, these guys were still getting theirs with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. But he wasn't. He didn't seem to be a liability out there. Mm-mm. And you know, you touched on it. Him working with Hakeem Olajuwon. That's that's the thing that sets him apart for me. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it's just so refreshing because when we had Dwight Howard here, I liked Dwight. He was entertaining and everything, but. You know, he, when he was here, he like refused to work on his mm-hmm. on his free throws. He basically said that it was a mental thing with him. He didn't need to work on it. But Clint Capella is the exact opposite. You know, he's gone out there and worked and really hustled. Um, so I mean, I just think it's been fantastic while out there watching him and like you said, Trina, just watching him defend is incredible. Yeah, I, one, the one thing that I really love about Clint is he he doesn't do too much. Like he does exactly his role. He mm-hmm. does, you know, and I think that's what makes the team better is the fact that. Yeah, he has the option to work on his game, and you know he's working on his free throws, and he can expand that. But he's like in the right position where he's supposed to be at all times. So when that lob comes, he's dunking he's everything. He's making it all. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how this offseason turns out. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about where we expect LeBron to go. Coach, I'm, we're excited Ooh. to hear where you, what you think is going to happen with that. Of course, as well, i uh, got a little bit of drama with Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. Looks like uh, looks like he might be on the. Uh, exit from the uh, San Antonio, but we'll see uh, what's going to turn out with that. But of course, stay tuned. You're listening to Wildcard Sports with Will and Trina on Vinyl Draft Radio. What is up? Welcome back on in. This is Wildcard Sports with Will and Trina. So Hello, honored. Brunch timers. <laughs> there it is. Brunch timers. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, of course, I always say this. This is my favorite time of the week. I get an hour to talk about sports. Uh, nothing better than that. Nothing, nothing better, better than that. Yeah. And, of course, what makes it even better is we're joined, of course, by Houston Galaxy head coach and GM, Coach Sherry Montgomery. Again, of course, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, Coach. Oh. Big, big, big that you were able to come here today. Yes, well, Thank you for having me. Yes. It's been fun. It, it really has been. Of course, we've been, uh, you know, it feels like the show is already flying by. We're already halfway done with this. But uh, talked a little bit. Of course, I do want to reiterate, first game at home tomorrow. Everybody needs to make sure they're at the Paraland Rec Center at 4 o'clock. 3.40. Be there early. 3.40. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. You yeah. want me to share the address? Yes. D- yes. Absolutely. Go I got for it. it memorized. 4141 <laughs> Bailey Road. 77584. So 4141 Bailey Road, 77584. Everybody make sure you get out there. Uh, root on the Houston Galaxy. Of course, this is the second year that they've been in existence. This is the first, uh, this is going to be your first home game, coach. So uh, it's going to be, I bet it's going to be an electric atmosphere. It's going to be awesome out Already. there. Oh, man. Well, we've also been talking a little bit about another Houston basketball team, the Houston Rockets, and what they're going to be doing this offseason. Uh, you know, of course, it looks like they're going to get Chris Paul back, but they've got some other things to do. Um, one rumor, of course, that's been running out there all year is where LeBron is going to go and the possibility of him coming to Houston. Uh, so, Coach, we've been talking about this before. LeBron James has the option to opt out July 29th. Where's he going? Man, Trina? No. Uh, <laughs> be careful with my words. My sister is a huge LeBron James. I mean, she oh, loves oh, her some it LeBron. Sounds like, it like, sounds like we might get along. You probably will. She's <laughs> like, if he comes, I'm getting season tickets. And I'm like, ooh. Really? You, you should hope for that sake that he I does know, come. So I can go to the game. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yes, get those season tickets. <laughs> um, I, mixed emotions. I, he's a great. He is a great ball player. Um, I don't ever question that. I think questioning his chemistry with the other mm-hmm. teammates. So what is that going to look like? You're bringing in another superstar. How's he going to pair it with Harden? Mm-hmm. Um, CP3. I don't think I have a problem with. They're they're best buddies. They oh, yeah. they'll feed off each other well. I do think. How will it look with Harden and mm-hmm. in and, him? Yeah, absolutely. That's the question for sure. Yeah, my thing with LeBron is it goes the same. Uh, it goes on the same lines of what Coach was saying. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to adapt to LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, like as a team, being that we already have what we have. Um, what my fear is is that he stays in Cleveland and with Chris Paul, he ships get Chris Paul oh, to come yeah. to Cleveland. Yeah. They do need a point guard, although they drafted Colin Sexton mm-hmm. last night. But that's all they're lacking, too, in Cleveland. Yeah, um, and there have been mm-hmm. some reports out there. And, yeah, of course, they said that CP3 is a lock to return to Houston. But it's – I mean, if the Rockets aren't willing to give him that max contract, I'm with you. I think he, I think he might go wherever LeBron goes. They want to play together before they retire. That's mm-hmm. true, yeah. The banana boat crew, of course, going mm-hmm. on vacations together and everything. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now, there was an interesting report that came out this morning that uh, Brian Windhorst, who has always been close to LeBron, he's written books about him. He pretty much got a job at ESPN for solely covering LeBron. He said that LeBron is only considering, at this point, Los Angeles or Cleveland. Now, of course, nobody knows for sure how true that is. Um, and Stephen A. Smith this min- this morning of uh, ESPN as well said that basically the decision is coming down to his family whether or not whether or not his you know whatever he decides he's going to ask his wife and kids where he wants to go. And we talked about this last week. Apparently, LeBron doesn't like Houston doesn't as like a Houston. city. So hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, he yeah. Said, he said he didn't like Houston. I mean, to me. Why would you even come if you said you didn't like mm-hmm. it? Why would you even have to put Houston in the consideration if you don't like the city as a whole? Um, really, what's in Akron? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not, if you, you if, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, if you, I mean, yeah, goodness. But and and to say that too, Will, um, I personally don't think he should go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'm, I am a big Kobe fan, uh, but I think that kind of messes with his legacy a little bit. LeBron, stay in Cleveland, man. You already built your name. You already built mm-hmm. your brand. You already, you know, brought championships to Cleveland. Don't come to L.A. and you know, it's always going to be uh, Magic, Kobe. Mm-hmm. Maybe LeBron. They might not even talk about you when you go to the Lakers. That's yeah, on that, a positive. That's true. On yeah, a positive. That's a very distinct possibility because if he goes there and he wins championships with the Lakers, that's nothing that's new. Not there, there. I mean, Shaq did that. He went to L.A. won titles. Uh, you know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went there, won championships. Wilt Chamberlain. I don't think Wilt was drafted by the Lakers either. But you know, so it's it's kind of the same thing over and over again. And I agree. I you know I don't think. As far as legacy, it's the best move. But again, we always talk about it, his brand. You know, he wants mm-hmm. to get into movies, things like that. So it's a possibility. But this is my theory. I I don't think I think he wants to go to L.A. Uh, Chris Paul actually came out this week and said that LeBron's focused on L.A. But if the Lakers don't get any stars around him, I can't imagine I can't imagine he would want to go there just to get put out in the first or second round and at, at the yeah. very best get put out by the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, because he'll get frustrated again and then, you know, do all the talk with the GM and all of that stuff. And I don't know. I would like to see the NBA balance. Like, mm-hmm. give yeah. us a great East team and a great Western team. That way it's a true final. Absolutely. I think the Rockets and the Warriors was – better final than the Cavs and the Warriors. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Those are facts. Um, I don't – honestly, LeBron's probably playing with everybody's hair right now. That is very I true, yes. I think he will stay in Cleveland. Um, I don't see him going to Boston. I see uh, Boston and Cleveland actually in the Eastern Conference Finals again next year <laughs> with Kyrie coming back, Gordon Hayward coming back. Um LeBron is playing his game, man, and that's what he does. He got mm-hmm. all the attention on him during the draft. Let those mm-hmm. little guys have a shine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> another oh. moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. You talk about yeah Boston and Cleveland again. I'm sure if LeBron James gets uh, you know goes back to Cleveland, um, it's a sure thing for them to get back another to the East. Another team not to sleep on in the East is Philadelphia. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, right. that is true. Yeah, another a really young team. Um, of course, there's a lot of free agents out there. Nobody really seems to know what. Paul George is going to do at the moment. Uh, you know, going into this year, everybody said that he would be a Laker next year, but it looks like he, there's a possibility he might resign with OKC. I think, yeah, I think if Paul George or uh, Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers, uh, uh, LeBron James would probably join them. But uh, let's switch gears here. I kind of brought up Kawhi Leonard. Of course, that was the biggest news to come out this past week. Kawhi Leonard finally requesting a trade out of San Antonio. Popovich actually went out to. Uh, Southern California to try and mend the relationship, and apparently Kawhi Leonard wanted nothing to do with the meeting, hmm. and basically said that he still wants out of there. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, you being a coach, do you think Popovich kind of mishandled the situation throughout the year? Of course, he kind of, you know, he had Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili when Kawhi's injury, questionable injury happened, go after him. Do you, what What do you think happened here? I'm I'm not sure. I think questionable injury it put him out the whole season. Exactly. So. Yeah. To me, in the psyche part of the world, it's kind of like, what's really going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes? We're just saying we're injured, but there's something deeper than that. So I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if we'll ever really know what truly happened to make him want to sit out the mm-hmm. entire season. Yes, absolutely. Um, I honestly think that, I mean, man, San Antonio is probably one of the greatest organizations mm-hmm. in the NBA, playing with the greatest coach yes. of all time, arguably. Absolutely. Um, 
the thing is, man, they had so many problems this year in San Antonio. Uh, Coach P, his his wife died. Mm-hmm. Um, just Kawhi probably looking at it from a you know a business standpoint for the simple fact that can he win a championship in San Antonio? These guys are getting younger. They're going in a new direction. They're not really giving up Tony Parker and Manu, mm-hmm. even though these guys are at the end of their career. So it's like they're really they like in the middle of trying to transition, and they're not making the transition. So Kawhi is probably looking at it like that. Yep, that's very true. And I mean, it seems to me he's always one. I mean, at Los Angeles, I believe some, I think Los Angeles is his hometown, either Los Angeles or San Diego. But I don't know. I just kind of think, you know, when the Spurs who have, you know, always been known to basically be very precautious with their players, uh, they give them extra days to rest, they send them out of games. And the Spurs came out and said that he was cleared medically to play. And, you know, of course, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't, of course, we don't know the whole story Mm -hmm. with everything, but if there's somebody that I'm going to trust in the situation, it's definitely got to be the Spurs and their medical staff as, you know, as big a precautions that they've always taken. And I think when Popovich called him out, kind of pretty much called him out through the media and through the players, I think Kawhi wanted to go to LA all along. And then he, this finally gave him his ammunition to to leave for Los Angeles or to try and leave for Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something much deeper because you don't hear people saying, I don't want to play in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. I don't want to play for San Antonio. Exactly. You don't hear that. So it's definitely something deeper. Um, We we will never know because Kawhi is a quiet guy Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, You know, in the other big news to come out, of course, he said he wanted to go to Los Angeles. Kind of handicaps the Spurs as far as what they can do trading him mm-hmm. because he's only got one year left on his contract and if he's saying that he's going to LA next year there's probably not a whole lot of teams that want to give up a lot for him just to be a rental um that being said the Lakers did reach out to the Spurs and asked and asked about him in trade and from what the, the reports say that no players were discussed the Spurs completely shut the door on him and no chance he's going to LA so hmm. or no chance that they're going to trade him to LA so so if he has to stay in San Antonio, it'll be crappy all year. Yeah, it's going to be. Ooh. He's going to get injured again. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. Yeah, going <laughs> to yeah. get injured again. But, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be crazy to see. I, I think, a one, you know, you kind of talked about the Eastern Conference. I think one team that might be willing to go out there and maybe could convince them to stay long term is maybe those Boston Celtics. Could you imagine what that team looks like with oh. Kyrie Irving, uh, Gordon Hayward, and then adding Ky, uh, Kawhi Leonard into the mix. There, that might be your and Eastern Conference battle. Eastern team. Mm-hmm. And having Jason Tatum come back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Top rookie of the year, uh-huh. you know, with Donovan Mitchell. You know, him, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah. That could be a killer right there. It really could, yeah. I mean, and that, those would be fin- some fantastic finals to watch, whether it would be the Rockets or the Warriors. Of course, mm-hmm. we know it would be the Rockets there uh, facing the uh, facing those Boston Celtics. But, yeah, it's it's really going to be interesting to see what happens there. You know, going back to LeBron, I just, yeah, it's uh, like you said, nobody knows what's going on in his head. But, you know, I think I think there is a play for the Rockets for him to to end up in a Houston uniform if he can get over the fact that I guess he doesn't like this city. But, you know, again, if the Lakers don't land Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, I just can't imagine him going out there to even Los if Angeles. They do, even if they do land them, I can't imagine LeBron going to the Lakers. I can't imagine it will. Yeah. And I mean, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, you wouldn't want to be under that umbrella. If you're a true superstar, mm-hmm. I don't want to be under the umbrella of Kobe and John. I don't want to be. I want to be under my own umbrella. Exactly. Yeah, and then on top of that, you know, let's just say Paul George. Uh, you know, it sounds like Kawhi Leonard. There's not a chance he goes to Los Angeles. Let's say Paul George goes out there. Paul George and LeBron James and those other Lakers, that team's not even better than the Rockets at no. this point, and certainly not better than the Warriors They're on paper. They're not even better than OKC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it, I just, I don't understand it, why he's so fixated on L.A., 
And then that being said, Cleveland, as far as their cap space goes, they have they there's nothing they they can do in the offseason. They have no cap space. They don't have the ability to go out and sign a Paul George unless they make a lot of moves uh, to you know for that to happen. So I I only think there's a handful of options where he could go and win a championship. And I think the Rockets are, are of course the probably the front runners for that. So it probably yeah. is, but I think LeBron should just stay in the East, bro. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. stay in the stay East. In the bro. East. Get, get it, continue to go to those finals. Yeah. And, well, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see. Of course, it'll all shake out. He has the option to either opt in or opt out. July 29th is the deadline for that. Uh, we'll see what happens there and shortly thereafter where he'll end up. Well, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about those Houston Astros defending world champs. Uh, got uh, their uh, 12 game win or thir- yeah, 12 game win streak. Sorry, uh, snapped on uh, Tuesday. But uh, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about that. Get some of coaches' thoughts on that and what they're uh, what they look like. But stay tuned. You're listening to Vi- uh, Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina on Vinyl Draft Radio. Welcome back on in. This is Wildcard Sports with Will and Trina. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in, and thank you guys again uh, so much for coming on. Of course, we're joined by head coach and GM of the Houston Galaxy, Sherry Montgomery. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you bet. Uh, well, of course, we have been talking some basketball for the last three segments. Uh, of course, the uh, first off, got to promote it again. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, make sure everybody's at the Paraland Rec Center. 340. 340. Okay, yeah, 340. <laughs> Get there early. We're going to have a fan we'll have a fan section set up or something. Make Ooh. sure make sure uh, you know, San Antonio and then Dallas again on Sunday know that, you know, this is going to be a tough place to play in Houston, so yeah. definitely want to see that. Uh, of course, uh, you guys trying to get to that championship, uh, you know, win that title. Um, one team in the city of Houston that has already won that title and is the defending champs, those Houston Astros uh, coming off that championship. I always love to ask people when they come on, what was your experience like watching it, Coach? What was it like watching those Astros in the, in the World Series? Because, I mean, I've just, as a fan, I've never experienced anything like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> well, I can remember back in uh – 2005, 2005 yeah watching that with a group of friends and they lost uh-huh. and then so waiting that long again um it was wild and crazy uh my husband's wild he's a huge astros fan so mm-hmm. being with him in that household he's very vocal <laughs> so from that <laughs> I think standpoint it was, was wild that, and yeah. crazy um going we went to one of the games versus the yankees so really, that was yeah. really fun to experience just the energy but game five <sighs> was intense and my husband ended up falling asleep and it's just me and I'm like whoa come back like wait what are you doing like get up get up oh yes I mean that that was just I mean there was nothing like that I remember yeah going back to 2005 yeah like you said with the World Series I remember in the NLCS the championship series uh, everybody remembers that Albert Pujols home run Mm mm-hmm I think I was like in fourth or fifth grade at the time, and I just remember crying like a baby. I cried myself to sleep after he hit that home run, and I was so distraught after they got swept. So it was so awesome to see him win that title again this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, the new season, of course, has kicked off. We've talked about a little bit about it, but uh, the Astros kind of, you know, they kind of off. They started off, you know, good, but not as good as they did last year. Kind of a little sluggish on the offensive end, but. Actually, just uh, their uh, 12-game win streak was snapped last or this past Tuesday. Um, they actually won uh, two days ago, and they will be playing tonight on that one. But finally, it looks like this team is getting back to there. You won a state title, of course, in high school. What I want to ask you, what's it like, of course, being a champion and then coming back? I mean, is, is there a different dynamic, uh, you think, for these guys when they're coming off that championship? Mm-hmm. It's harder. Um, I think because your ex- the expectation to do it again is there, and so and then everybody wants you. Everybody's mm-hmm. out to get you, uh, make it really hard on you. And so I think it's just harder now. 
you have that good feeling like we're going to do this again. Mm-hmm. This, we're going to repeat easily, but it is just it's harder to get back to where you ended it the last season. Absolutely, yeah. It's and I mean it's it's good for baseball at least. I think that they have 162 games because I think you're exactly right. They have a little bit more time to get mm-hmm. on track, um, and I think that's kind of what we saw through the first part of the year. In you know as sluggish as they were on offense, I mean they still were. I mean they basically got off to the second best start in franchise history behind last year's team Mm -hmm. so it's not like they were that far but it finally seems like they're hitting their stroke um and trina you kind of talked about this too as far as you know having the target on their back trying to get focused and it finally seems like they've finally kind of gotten back to that and And like i said will i wasn't really worried about the astros mm -hmm. but simple fact that you're right when you win something everybody's gonna come after you and so with that being said like every game is gonna be harder for them like even even against the last place team Mm -hmm. like it's gonna always be hard for them and I think the thing that stands out with the Astros is man when they're having fun Mm -hmm. who gonna stop them I mean uh, Wednesday night yeah uh it looked like they were back in the World Series it did yes it was crazy up in there it was crazy it really was yeah you texted me after they hit back to back to back home runs that was I mean it looked electric in there it was a sellout crowd as well they were giving away Mm -hmm. the replica rings on that one missed out I know right started by George Springer right he was the first one yeah George Springer Alex Bregman then Jose Altuve Mm -hmm. became the first Astros to go back to back to back since 2007 or 2008 when uh, Miguel Tejada Lance Berkman and Carlos Lee hit back-to-back home runs or back-to-back-to-back. So been almost ten years since that happened. That was crazy, man. It, I mean, just looking at the the electric, you know, energy that they mm-hmm. had after that, and that's the one thing I love about them. It's like it don't matter who's doing well. Mm-hmm. Like when one of them are doing well, like the next one's doing well. It's like their energy is like dominoes. It's like boom, 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 yep. boom. Yep, they just feed off of each yeah. other. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just it's fun to watch. We this is yeah. I mean, this is one of the funnest teams to watch. The second most fun team behind the Houston Galaxy of to course. watch in the city Always. of Houston. I mean, that's a no give. Easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, of course, yeah. I mean, it, it start it's starting to look like they're back going to get back on track. Uh, they uh, one stat that I, I noticed this morning that was just completely fascinating to me. So they basically are on pace to have a 300 run differential. That means they're going to out- outscore, of course, their opponents by 300 runs by the hmm. end of the year. That has only happened uh, nine times in the history of baseball and only uh, two times since 1939. So, you know, as, as much as we talk about them getting off to a slow start, it's just like, you know, I guess it's just mm-hmm. since we've got that world, that amazing World Series that they're coming off. You know, it's it just I think that, you know, we've, we were kind of spoiled by the Astros last year. So. Yeah. Be, yeah, this doesn't surprise me. They're like the best team and uh, best offensive team in baseball, mm-hmm. and then defense as well. But I think that, like I said at the beginning, they pacing. They're pacing themselves. So like, you can't just come off, you know, hard from the jump and then mm-hmm. slow down. Like especially after winning the World Series, like they're just pacing and pacing and pacing. And now they like picking it up, mm-hmm. picking it up, picking it up. So that's what you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how they turn out for the rest of the year. Of course, I think this, like you said, I think this team is back on track. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got a little bit of time left. I want to go back to the Houston Galaxy. Again, everybody needs to make sure they go out there. Paraland Rec Center tomorrow. What 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 should we expect tomorrow? What any uh, you guys like to give predictions for your own games or? Mm. What I will say is come out, come have fun, come watch us turn up, come watch us have fun, and and we'll go from there, man. Like, we're worried about getting better as a team. We're worried about how we can get better and how we can set ourselves up to be in a championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I ditto that, and I think the more fans, the more energy they're going to be able to feed off of. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, nobody wants to play in a gym full of crickets. Yes. So we yeah. need to yeah, fill, the, fill the stands, come out, bring the kids. I think it'd be a good family, fun event to have. We'll have a DJ who DJs for the Rockets. He'll be there. Really? Wow. Um, really be wow. Too. Yeah. We, <laughs> I mean, we're getting it. And, and I think some he's trying to get some of the um, Rocket cheerleaders to come out or power dancers and so forth. So really? get them out. I think he knows Gerald Green. So um, he's out of town this weekend, but he said he's looking to come in that next home game weekend so. oh my goodness this sounds like yeah this is the next new attraction in the city of houston everybody needs to make sure and get out there and watch the houston galaxy because this is going to be a fantastic year of course uh tomorrow at four o'clock uh like trina said everybody needs to make sure and get there at 3 40 then you. on sunday <laughs> uh sunday the, the sunday tip time is going to be uh two o'clock right against those defending uh champion yes. the dallas lightning so what time should they be there will oh let's see math was never my strong subject one thirty. One. one <laughs> we'll say we'll say one fifteen. just get out there early one fifteen. yeah just come on out. <laughs> yeah. oh man but yeah it's going to be i'm sure it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere it's going to be electric uh, i know i will be out there of course while watching and everything so it's going to be a fun year i really think it's going to be a really fun year watching you guys on that and of course um like you said tomorrow there will be a special on channel 13 um about the houston galaxy so everybody needs to make sure and tune in do you know about what time Uh, that's 10 a.m 10 a.m it's going to run fantastic so watch it and then come to the game that's right come to the game get a shirt at the game we'll have shirts for sale it's going to be good. It really is. Yeah. And then as well, I, I do want to encourage everybody to uh, go out there, uh, read the Houston Ar- uh, Houston Chronicle article mm-hmm. about the galaxy, about you and your sister as well. Um, this, I mean, it was fantastic article, article um, really gives you a lot of insight into, into you know, what this dynamic mm-hmm. was getting involved in that one. So it really is going to be a fun year. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for coming, coming on. Of course, Trina, as always, I know you're very busy and you always make time every Friday to come Thanks, in here. Will. This is my, one of my favorite days out of the week, man. Uh, yeah. And then, Coach, of course, thank you so much for coming on. I hope we can have you back on. Give yeah, us some I would up- love to. Yes, give a, us some updates pleasure. throughout the year. I hope uh, – I didn't even I look at the schedule. I'm sure you guys got some Friday games out there at some point. No. We don't. They had switched it up, so we're just straight Saturday-Sunday games. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Saturday- <laughs> so you can go to the Astros Friday night, That's enjoy right. the fireworks show, and then you come to the Galaxy on Saturday. That's and right. really turn up. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> buy, like you said, buy a T-shirt, get out there. The Rockets DJ is going to be out there. I'm sure, again – it's going to be an electric atmosphere. It's going to be fun. That's yeah. the one thing I'm, I'm excited about. It's going to be fun. And, yeah. of course, getting uh, professional women's basketball back in the city of Houston. It's something that it's something that we've needed for yes. a long time, for sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, of course, I want to thank everybody else out there for tuning in, uh, listening. Again, once again, make sure you're there. 340 tomorrow, Pearland Rec Center. Uh, of course, Houston's going to be taking on San Antonio in the first home game of the year. But, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, tune in next week. We'll have an update for, of course, the two games that you guys will have played this oh, weekend, yeah. as well as some other things. Maybe we'll have some more LeBron James or Houston Rockets news. But everybody stay safe out there. Of course, you guys have a wonderful day. Thanks again. This has been Wild Card Sports with Will and Trina. Thank you, guys.